Today is Friday, January the 5th. You will be watching this as early as Monday, January the 8th. Yeah, my Lord. Yeah, my Lord. I said, yeah, my Lord. Yeah, my Lord. Shout out to uh, Matthew Ingram. 20 and 20, four for four. <laughs> Would you like fries with that? <laughs> Absolutely, sir. <laughs> what sort of dipping sauce for your nuggets, sir? Honey mustard. Yeah, boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a refined palate, you say. With the fresh bits of mustard attached to it. Oh uh, no, nah, where are you where are we going that actually has that? Listen, I went to a pizza spot yesterday that had the old McDonald's style honey mustard dipping sauce. It was a New York style pizza spot. And they had the, the fresh okay. bits of mustard in the honey mustard. Let the church say. Hey. <laughs> Man, we don't lose focus. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We really don't. We do not lose focus, and we don't lose sleep over you near duels. Happy money grabbing New Year, my naysayer. Let a naysayer know <laughs> that we're standing on business in 2024. Uh, you dig? <laughs> yeah. Since yeah. what a rush. Since we have um, tell them all. Since well. Since we last met, uh huh, I have been protocol to the blue tent. Yeah, yeah, you have removed all access to me to be able to do this mm-hmm. here show. Yep. Yeah, we don't. We're, we're not that kind of front office. For that, I thank you. The first and foremost. Yeah, Later, we're not the front office. Is going to trot you back on the field after that. Gangsters and gangstets. If you bump your head. Go get checked out. It could be Please. way worse than you just thinking I had a boo-boo. Go see somebody. It doesn't take that long. And they will treat you with the utmost and serious ca- uh, caution when you do say, I bumped my head. Actual factuals. If I hadn't have gone and get checked out, Things could have been way worse this holiday season, but I did, and I was mm-hmm. treated accordingly, and I acted accordingly to get on the men. I'm probably about ninety nine point nine three percent of the way there, but it's a lot better than being forgetful enough to possibly say, "Oh, I don't know, leave a child at the bus stop because you thought they were at home." So if you are a friend or a loved one or just a a trusted associate of someone who's bumped their head, be a jerk about it. Be a jerk about them getting checked out. Because, you know, you'd rather be a jerk about that than to deal with the the other side of it. <laughs> and the other side is you being over, <clears throat> over the top of a, of a breathless version of self saying or, or hearing, <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> Because that's what my friends do. They say, I told you so. <laughs> like, you no good, dude. I told you. I told you so. Told you. Oh, man. I, yeah, so, for, yes. And and we, you know, I'll take that even further. Just look after you, people. You know, just look after the ones that look after you. Because you don't get but one set of them. The, and if you look after people that don't look after you, them ain't your people. At all. You they people, but they ain't show people at all. We have what we got. Not one, 
Not one. But two winners. Those champions. Word? In AEW fam. Mmm. Do tell, my friend. Do tell. We have our first ever continental champion who is the modern day cripple trip tri- cripple tri- cripple <laughs> what what happened the modern day cripple trial champion this i told you this brain is scrambled the modern day warrior he turned into the modern day cripple like did you see the iron club the cripple the cripple trial <laughs> the modern day triple crown champion that includes the ring of honor uh world title and the new japan strong openweight title as well as now classic the continental championship eddie kingpin y'all <laughs> we and I, and I, something told me shout out to the kingpin something told me he, he was after he lost those first couple of matches something told me he ain't losing no more all right so look there's a lot going on in aw at various levels we i no, didn't see no. every match in this tournament i'm not we aren't jumping in that yet but just on this tournament and it, and its end result, you watched way more of the tournament matches than I did. Absolutely, so I and the so, longer the tournament got, the more inter- more entertaining it got. So there are certain nuances of the storytelling I may have missed, but I was there in person for the the first Moxley Swerve match, mm-hmm. and and for me, I was like, okay. The rocket is on Swerve's back. He got momentum. The crowd is behind him. He's basically been chosen. So I'm like, okay, I'm not 100% under the impression that you're going to hot shot him to the AEW world title. So I felt like this probably would have been just as good. And then you regroup for 2024. So my pick was always Swerve. And then when he lost, and then he ended up losing the finals in a three-way I'm like, so you beat him. You didn't give him his win back versus Moxley. And like, what are we doing? Not realizing, okay, at the very beginning of the tournament, before it, one match was wrestled, I was like, okay, we finna put Eddie over. Kingpin finna get his just due. Then he lost two. I was like, okay. There's some restructuring going on. Maybe this is just another start-stop push for Eddie Kingston. Similar to, to, you know, his feud with Chris Jericho after the Players' Tribune interview. Similar to his his quick feud with Claudio following similar, Jericho. Similar to his uh, short-run tag team uh, experience with John Moxley, where they probably should have beat the Young Bucks, but, you know, that's a different different situation (laughs) um so we've established a narrative here that you know every time we have an opportunity to push eddie kingston in a different light or to a different level we somehow in the booking side of things we get cold feet is it a detour or a slam on the brakes it's hard to tell right (laughs) that's why it's it's hard to tell it's not like and I get it. There's this whole thing about, you know, long-term storytelling and this is cinema and all of this thing. Like sometimes, look, just do what you know is the right move at the right time. Not everything works for everybody. And 
Two th- every two- every every coming of age story doesn't have to take two years. Two things can be true, and we saw it was. I, I don't. I, I I I wish. I wish I had known we were going to go take this route in this show. I didn't either. I just took it soon. We started talking about it. not great. Great road to travel, but if we had, if I had known this was going to be what we we're going to talk about, I would have been more prepared for what I'm about to tell you. Okay. The number of championships in AEW, including the Ring of Honor championships, plus the number of championships in, say, WWE, including the NXT championships. It's like my sneaker collection. I don't have an accurate number for you. Right. Somewhere around 14, I believe, is what it is for both. too damn many, but uh, continue. that, That may be. However... The start stop continue. The is it the detour or is it a hard slam on the brakes? Those questions can be answered with execution because the other winner is the AEW world champion. <laughs> this is long for so many reasons for us. Like we're excited about this one too. Samoa Facts. Joe. Facts. Samoa curveball, Joe. Curveball of all curveballs. And we'll as we go through recapping Worlds End, we'll talk about more about it in detail, but continue. Joe's path to that AEW world title was way different than Eddie Kingston's entire year. I think that's a detour. Don't now, you, you asked me the difference, what's the difference between, yes, I think Joe is a detour. I, I, think, I think Joe was the best candidate in a detour. But his detour did not have to include him lo- like dropping and not just dropping in a loss, but abandoning the ROH TV title. Because now that you title stocked down. You and I both agree on that. Because like in, in, via text, I said, wouldn't Joe's win as AEW world champion mean more if he was still the television champion? And then following that, simply relinquished it and the Ring of Honor Television Championship went into a tournament. Of course, you'd be back doing a tournament with a tournament, but it's a different set of television. Right, and we don't have to see it on Mondays, Wednesdays, sorry, Wednesdays or Saturdays. Wednesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays or Saturdays for that matter. We can we can get tape vignettes to recap during Dynamite what happens on ROH TV, and you don't even have to show one of these tournament matches until you either get to the final four or the final itself. What does that do for Ring of Honor as a company? When you when raise his profile, now I'm interested because if I care about that title and the people in that tournament, now I care about Honor Club, which now, I course, never had telev- before. Facts, facts. Now, of course, you're a television champion for a promotion that technically doesn't have television, but boy, <laughs> which goes back to your original point. That's too many championships. Way too many. But you know, Ring of Honor has a certain lineage. Da 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 da. I would absolutely agree that some things need to be reshuffled. If you don't have a television deal, then being a television champion doesn't make sense. And like him or not, if you think that Joe relinquishing the TV title prior to gaining the the AEW world title was a net neutral and not a or 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 not a detraction away from the ROH title. I beg you to look at J- uh, Jay Lethal's title run when he was the TV champion and became the Ring of Honor World Champion. Jay Lethal's credibility 
goes sky high because he has that TV title and carries that and the world title simultaneously. Without that I mean, TV title, do you think that a in, in a modified era of getting higher pro, a higher visibility, a higher profile TV through syndication with the company who owns you takes place with a rest in peace, Jay Briscoe, uh, Adam Cole, Cody, um, and I'm not naming former champ, former ROA champions. These are people who, who who could have been ROA champion during this time frame. And Jay Briscoe at the time was a former champion. So there's that. In fact, I think Jay Lethal beat Jay Briscoe for that title. You you make solid points. And, so, and it's all it's all available on Honor Club. So that's our one plug for it. Pause. <laughs> Go ahead. Read down here. Go ahead and sell me mine. <laughs> Please and thank you. Since we out here putting on for, for Honor Club. This uh and then to to further expound on what you said about it being a detraction. The person who wears the Ring of Honor Television Championship now is a temporary singles competitor. They're a te they're, that's that's Aussie Open. Kyle Fletcher, his tag team partner is hurt. So Kyle Fletcher, I didn't even realize Kyle Fletcher was the ROH TV champion. That tells you how much because, I care about the championship after Joe dropped be, it. Because there was a mini tournament to crown a new champion, of course, but we never saw any of it. Why? Because Ring of Honor doesn't, doesn't have, have television. television. Bing bong. <sighs> I don't even know where we were, were to end up here. We're talking about the tournament. Yeah, we're talking, uh, we're talking about the Continental Classic tournament. Continental yes. Classic. Yes. So it further leads me to believe that, okay, I've made a decision. Kingpin's start, stop, push, it's it's not detour. It's literally slam the brakes. Okay. Because I feel every time you've seen him get momentum and then you get a microphone in his hand, he captivates the people because he can speak. He speaks in a language that is universal even though it comes from one specific place he's not scripting anything no and he does not care what comes out of his mouth so it's it's coming directly from the gut not even from the heart from the gut it 100 percent feels like everything he says is 100 percent authentic even if he's putting you know the mrs dash across whatever <laughs> it it feels like because when he talks about being self-deprecating and and he's his own worst enemy and i have this internal battle that's stopping me from being as great as i i can be nothing like, is more self-deprecating than calling yourself the king of the bums right he took <laughs> and and i don't know if they worked on this beforehand or it just happened to be like a happy accident but for so for daniel bryan or brian, brian danielson, danielson to call for him to call you a bum and then you take that the king of the bums and the king of the bums means I'm the king of the people who have been overshadowed, who, you know, da, 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 da. the it's, underdog, it's the, the king, of the, the big dog of the underdogs. It's the every man story. So it, it in a lot of ways, the working has, man, the blue collar, the blue collar champion. It has a lot of dusty road sauce on it. He's the city version of the son of a plumber. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I won't even he's an urban city version yes very much so I, I, mean, won't, I won't even go into like the specifics of I mean yeah Yonkers New York the locks DMX Mark, <laughs> if Joel Ortiz was a was a professional wrestler I'm I, I wonder I, I, I just I really I, I want to know if they know each other because if they know each other and he hasn't been on AEW television yet shame on both of them yeah <laughs> 
Look. <laughs> but see, this is why you need that extra set of, of eyes and eyes, ears in yeah. the room. Yep. Because one, that would have been asked. <laughs> Two, knowing who I am, I would have tried to get some I, I would have absolutely tried to get some entrance music synced up between those two. I got some interest music for you. For a nominal fee. Soon to be. A phenomenal fee. We'll take some of this broken pencil knowledge, slice it off, put it on your plate. Right down the middle, daddy. Bill Alfonso style. How do, how do you like your pizza? Bill Alfonso style. Right down the middle, daddy. It was way too early in this episode. You have to drop that. <laughs> I mean, look, we, we took we took we took a holiday hiatus, and now we back with the right the right energy, and we're ready to give broken pencil logic and knowledge to the masses in a way that you know they haven't had in 2024. Back to the uh, the title situation. Yes. Max, MJF with a torn labrum gets exposed to the devil and, and we find out that Joe is allegedly in cahoots with the with the devil only to find out the devil himself is Adam Cole. Uh, Joe, was the, the Joe best, wins clean though. Joe wins clean though. Joe dog walks Max. <laughs> Puts him to sleep. Not even a submission. Now, he passed out. It. Okay. I, I'll say this. Similar to other things, like even with the Continental Classic, if if we were still in the era where people were making compilation DVDs or like a compilation mixtape, if you just watched a presentation like the 4.7 gigabyte DVD <laughs> and it only it only had the interviews, matches, and storyline of the Continental Classic. You would probably appreciate it more because it, at that point, it's one coherent thought. Absolutely. And I don't know if I told you this before, but I'm telling you and Pencil Pushers Worldwide, make sure if you care about your wrestling and you want to watch something entertaining because nothing else is on, go back and watch the entire Continental Classic Tournament it doesn't even matter the order. Just watch the rounds. And, you know, if you go to TBS, you go to TNT, like it doesn't matter which one, which way you go. Watch the rounds. Right. Uh, Andrade El Idolo put on probably the best match of his American career against um, Brody King. Um, Brody put on probably some of the best matches of his career, period, in that tournament. Uh, Swerve and Mox sets up a storyline for a bigger play later on this year simply because of how shady uh, Swerve lost. Swerve should have never lost that match in the way that he lost it. That's a whole story within itself. Uh, Brian Danielson's eye. We saw we saw the beginning of a, of a long-term story with Andrade and the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. That will never get a payoff. At, well, it won't get a payoff at least this year, and will never get one as long as Andrade is away from AEW, which he's now gone after this tournament. Like, there's so many levels, and it, just like you told me a couple of years ago, it may have been, um, and I forget the exact phrasing you said, Swab, but it may have been what they call, what was it instant sensationalization? 
where you think something is better in the moment than it, than it really was in uh, overall? In, yeah, for the most part. I don't think I had coined it specifically, but it was always, you know, prisoner of the moment. Yeah, de- definitely paraphrasing there. Yeah. But I told you this may be the best American tournament we've ever seen. And anytime, anytime someone uses best and we've ever seen about something that's new and something possibly that's still, fresh. still going on, like if it's still in the process of happening, then you're like, okay, let's pump the brakes. The only time I've ever been able to have someone say this is the best XYZ we've ever seen while it's still in progress, bloodline story. Oh, number one. I mean, if, if is- the bloodline story was to end at Royal Rumble, it is the this is your daily acknowledgement. This is your daily acknowledgement. It would have been the best played out storyline in professional wrestling history, just because of the levels it brought so many people up to. You tell me another storyline that created essentially two individual superstars who are now in world title contention. While the while the champion himself still hasn't lost. And then you have Solo who's like tier two of you know potential future world champion. It's like you're building entirely too much stock. I can cut you off right now and thinking it, it and it, even like having people think that this may come to a head at Royal Rumble because we are unofficially in the top of the fifth. Maybe still the pin, bottom put, of the fourth. Put a, <laughs> put, a, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. We're gonna come back to that. Just write Bet. down. Bet. Write down top. Top of the fifth. Whatever. Yeah, it's right down top of the fifth, and we'll come back to that. So, what I meant why with the whole watching, um, the Continental Classic as one sitting, so that you can digest the logic that went from start to finish. That's how I feel about the Devil Story, the Devil Storyline. If you were able to watch it as one presentation, uh, for example, if you go on YouTube, there are YouTube assembled documentaries from New Japan about the history of the Bullet Club. So for those of you who are not able to watch the whole presentation at one time, they give you essentially the cliff notes and walk you through the history. Now, that the cliff notes of the Bullet Club story are gonna be far more entertaining than the entire dichotomy of watching it in real time over these last 10 years. Exactly. So you've had to sit through how many episodes of Dynamite, how many episodes of Rampage and Collision, how many uh, different pay-per-views just to get the bits and pieces of the devil story, devil storyline to come together. If you watch it all in one sitting with no other interruptions, I like this. It's the ultimate uh, over-the-top mixtape. Like that's what we we're talking about with the old WWE Network. Like, give let us build our mixtapes based on episodes. So okay, so let me say this now. Whenever whenever AEW has their own streaming platform <laughs> and they start grouping stuff by storyline, and you can watch it all one piece at a time. Not because see, Peacock does it. And they'll, they'll have a feud categorized, but you have to watch each individual event in its entirety. It doesn't just section off the part where it's these two people. Yeah, it just doesn't cut the clip where it's like, it's the Sting Vader feud, and you're literally only watching Sting Vader matches and Sting Vader interviews. 
Right. They have it like, no, this is every time that they they got into it with each other. This is every time they had a match, but you have to watch the entire event or manually fast forward. Sting could have been in an enhancement match and Invader comes out and and causes some nonsense or or, or, or sends Harley Race out there to talk smack to Sting and then Vader clips him from behind. I want the single long play. I I want it to be like uh, when they do the best of WWE list. And uh, I believe in December they did one that was for Starcade. Best matches in Starcade. So it started you from the beginning and walked you all through all the top matches of Starcade ever. Similar to that, if you took one of those and just made it just for the devil storyline, I think people would like it a lot more. I know I would like it because I, I, other than the amount of time it took to finally pay off, which that changed because of injuries, I don't have as many problems with it unless I'm going to fine tooth comb the presentation. Like, oh, you can see, you know, this production stuff. Here, Here's the bottom line for me. The only way you were going to get that true big fan moment where everybody's talking about this worldwide was to do the one thing you didn't want to do is go out and grab somebody who is not currently signed to AEW, which more than likely was probably signed to WWE at one point in time or another. Mm-hmm. Granted, Adam Cole was, but NXT was its own. It was its own animal in 1.0 and 1.5 before the Skittle. It was its own animal. It did. It did not hit the same. Uh, when we talk about people like. Uh, Adam Cole, uh, Bebe, even Roddy Strong. These are stalwarts from ROH. They're legit friends from ROH. Uh, the Kingdom, friends of all like the, it's 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 the in as opposed to taking the UE and bringing them over from NXT to AEW. They went and dug up the ROH lineage and still have, can still put the UE back in together if they decide to come back into AEW. There's a lot of possibilities here, and you can't downplay the uh, the lack of importance of the kingdom because Roddy Strong was in the middle of this and ho- this whole thing. The neck brace came as a result of this whole uh, this whole build for the devil. So now you've got people who weren't important that are now important because you linked them up with Adam Cole. Because no one, the biggest thing that came out of, uh, out of this whole thing for, for Roddy Strong was the fact he was saying Adam and people thought he was crazy. That doesn't carry. Like I get it. And see, that's the stuff that like you come up with these quirky, goofy little nuances. And because this is a niche nerd culture audience, they pick up on those little things and they they make them bigger than they ever have a right to be. Yep. Yep. To where now this man has a, a shirt. It's literally the joke that no one would get unless you were watching and watching. You had to be there. Like, right. It's the <laughs> ultimate you had to be there moment. And it's cool when there's like one or two. But if like that's your basis, that that's your base level presentation is all. If everything is some insider talk, you had to be there, otherwise you're in the dark. It's too much of that 
not enough of, hey, this is clever, this is organic. Let this actually mean something. Mm-hmm. Cause okay, Roddy Strong at some point started trying to do that with everyone. Now doing it with Adam, there's a reason for it. So it, it kind of exists in one space. But if you start doing everyone's first name like that, it doesn't make any sense. Like he he and he was doing that. Did it, did it with Renee? Did it with Tony? Uh, and anybody within an earshot, he definitely did it for everybody. Because the the original reason you started doing it is something, it's person specific. But either way, we're at the conclusion of the the devil storyline. I was expecting uh, Adam Cole to take the take the um, the boot off. I thought that was going to be the the crescendo, the big tada. <laughs> he still got the walking boot on, so apparently. As far as I know, him breaking his ankle was a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because he's because he's still like, he's still not wrestling, right? <laughs> he, uh, I haven't watched all. Of, I hadn't seen the entire uh, episode of Dynamite. I saw you know clips online and different stuff. He came out still on crutches, walking boot. So unless he took that walking boot off when he got to the ring, thing there's and. and I hate that because I feel like, and this is why I say Joe, Joe becoming champion, necessary evil, but was a detour. For some reason, I feel like the devil storyline was supposed to happen for the majority the same way it did. But instead of Joe in the match, Adam Cole would have been in the match because this would have been his rematch with, with Max. And then you would have gotten the reveal that Adam, that Adam was the devil, but Adam would have also been world champion. Hmm. Now, now, how you figure out how to get that world title off Joe onto Adam and still keep Swerve hot, that remains to be seen. That's that's your homework for 2024, Kanos, besides some of this <laughs> other stuff. You have to figure out, one, how long is it going to take Adam Cole to get healthy? How do you get the title off Joe onto Adam while still keeping Swerve hot until it's his turn? Because you're not going to be able to go through 2024 without Swerve either having a main event for the world title or him just winning it. And now you got him back dealing with Adam Page, which... Yeah, you're you're, in, you're you're driving. I'm I'm in the passenger seat. You're driving. Go ahead. Hey, Nell. No, so no thanks. No, nah, no. Nah, we 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 both have our own cars on this highway, sir. But it's it's we're, nail shop. We're at the front of the pack. <laughs> that's it's it's just crazy. That's crazy. Uh, are we speaking of which? Are we going to recap Worlds in, or just kind of walk through it, or how you feel about the pay per view? I thought for how fast the card was finally put together, which this is pretty hard par for the course with AEW. This was a card that I was not expecting to want to pay for. And they just like I've said this before about AEW. Sometimes you have cards that are built like WrestleMania uh, um, main event after main event. And then some cards that built like boxing cards where you actually have a dope undercard and a couple of really big name matches. This was one of those where you had like a dope undercard and some really big name matches. 
Eddie Kingpin's match was a big name match against Moxley. And the fact that they're, you know, friends and it showed at the end of the match because, again, in the Continental Classic, everybody showed their hunger to be the first. Uh, and they, these were all veterans in this tournament. Even Daniel Garcia being the youngest of those veterans showed that hunger. Um, what else uh, was really good about that? Oh, i tell you what I didn't like. Keith Lee's injury taking away the match against Swerve. But if uh, there's ever a hell of a stand-in, it's Dustin. And oh man, those two. That that's a that was a money match. Dustin Rhodes versus Swerve Strickland. Um those are pretty much the standouts. Of course, like Max and Joe, uh, Eddie and Mox, um, uh, and Swerve and Dustin, those are pretty much the standout matches for me in that pay-per-view. But outside of that, I mean, it's, it's worth the watch, but I mean, I don't know how long we're going to have to wait before we can start seeing archive AEW pay-per-views, but yeah, it's, it's, it's I liked it. I enjoyed it. Good nigga. Um, I didn't watch it live because, you know, my, my team was 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 busy doing so you you know what i was up to listen so i would i would get my updates from you and then i would kind of check and look around and then by the time everything was over i was able to catch the majority of joe mjf live the way they worked that match and i think i got there maybe a couple minutes after the bell rang it looked like they had already been wrestling for 20 minutes in a great way, and it may and it may have been ten ish. Ten is being super generous because when I go back and watch it, you see the muscle buster on the apron, and I'm like, this. I'm thinking this is like twenty minutes in. Mm-mm. That's five minutes after the match started. <laughs> it was super. So, early. so Max is Max did a phenomenal job of selling um, selling the entire year. Like all these different times been dropped on his head and the stinger and the shoulder and the match with um with a uh, switchblade Jay White him cr- him him crying through some of these injuries. Is you know a- what I'm saying? Like he sold it well enough. Now sometimes he, he he overacts a little bit, but we weren't supposed to be here with him. We're not, we're not supposed to be emotionally invested and care about him because he wants us to to think that he's our scumbag, Bruh, I I. I said it before this ever started. I never wanted to see MJF face. I still don't, even though he can do it. And now under these circumstances, it's going to take a long time to get back to original heel max. Now that's, let's, let's, let's walk this dog for a second. All right. The last two, three years, all he's been talking about has been the bidding war of 2024. Mm-hmm. We heard, I'm throwing that in air quotes, uh, through internet scuttlebutt over the last few months that a deal was quietly re-signed for, for to Max. To which Max refuted right before the pay-per-view? Not just refuted, but AEW has gone so far as to remove him from the active roster on the AEW, uh, AEW Wrestling website. I think that's, I think that's tongue-in-cheek. Could be. We do I, know. I think rem- removing him before you actually have an announcement that he's departing the, from the company, that's tongue in cheek. That's that. You don't. Okay. Tony Khan doesn't take free agents off of the um, 
off of the Jaguars player roster or the website nope. while they're negotiating an extension. Nope. And he's doing these things simultaneously. So, yeah, you're right. Nope. Real real pro sports logic. If this is supposed to be a sports based presentation, which I, that ship has probably sailed a long time ago. But yeah, just these things don't all line up like it's tongue in cheek. For me, it looks like this is this is how we hedge our bet. If he doesn't resign, cool, you've already taken him off. If he does resign, it looks like Max has made this triumphant return. Like you're you're actually covering yourself on both ends. Pause. If <laughs> if Max here, if Max is yeah, I mean, you know, year later, year greater. If Max decides <laughs> I'm staying, I'm gonna take this bag re up and I'm gonna because look, Max can sign whatever length of a deal he wants to pause, whether it's one year, three years, five years. He's still going to be under 30 when that contract yeah, is. Yeah, say he's under 30 now. Like, and he's got if he does a three year deal, he'll he'll be his contract will expire on in his 30th year. Like, wait, how old is Max now? 20 27. What? Oh, he's 27. I don't know why I thought he was like 25 or something. Either way, because he's been twenty five forever. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> thank you for like Blanche Devereaux. Thank you for being a friend. Um, so okay, Max signs a three year deal and is getting six figures at her. That, that is a fair assumption. He's gonna whatever he gets, he'll be the highest paid guy there. Fair to say. Yeah, the highest paid non legend veteran. I'm gonna say highest paid period. Period. It would be the, like the it would be the smartest move to make him paid. the highest paid. Period. Plus, Absolutely. there's nobody there's nobody else to come in and reset the market for him. Like there's once, nobody in the industry he, that can reset the market for him right now. Yeah, the one guy that would have reset the market is is he's in Stanford now. He's back in Stanford. Who that? Cranberry Mimosa. Oh, oh, oh. Because that was your previous top paid, and that's why Jericho went back to the table. Mm, Should have pushed mm, away mm, from the table and put mm. the glass away, but that's a different story for further along in the episode. Um, So let's say Max comes in and gets, you know, I don't even want to speculate. He gets six figures, multiple six figures. Let's say two, three per. You said six figures? Seven. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm saying I'm, I really hope you mean seven. <laughs> no. no, you know what it was? I was thinking Sting money and Sting money from the '90s was six figures, so it's high right. six figures. Right. So let's say low seven, like one point five, two. I'm going to go. I'm like going to go three because if you're going to you know, make him the highest paid, you're going to set a standard for those to strive for something. If they strike a TV deal before they sign, before they re-sign Max, or those two things are intertwined, like one is contingent upon the other, then I'll say three. Okay. Other than that, one point five is probably the sweet spot. Cause I mean, <laughs> it it would suck to have a payroll the way AEW has a payroll and not have television revenue coming back. <laughs> and I'm not making I'm not making jokes. I'm not wishing anything. We, I'm just we've saying. talked about this on the show too. Either they're paying for the slot and taking the revenue from the ad, dollar, ad dollars or 
they're getting paid for the slot and the network is taking the ad dollars. I just say. Like, woo. Be smart enough to not run into. We ran across this yesterday. Be smart enough to not run into an ECW situation. <laughs> Especially with your parents' money. Because <laughs> this ain't ECW, fam. And it's a whole lot more millions on the table than, oh, I don't know, what, 15? Mm. <laughs> mm. That that that's all. Um is there anything before we go into the, the into the weeds? Is there anything WWE that we need to address before we come back into uh to, to Jacksonville? Um I'm checking the agenda now just to see. Trips taking the squad back to Canada. So we so, get we get we get Bizarro World in the summer. We we got an announcement, uh like one of those I'm going to have an announcement on what was it Tuesday for an announcement that was going to happen on Thursday. And you know Uncle Trips is trolling. <laughs> Thursday is not a WWE day anymore. Thursday has been an Impact Day, TNA Day for at least three years now, and um, nah, Unk is trolling just <laughs> on the fact of saying I have an announcement. But this is also on the same day that TNA announces that their pay-per-views are now going to be called premium live events. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's to say, here's the yab. Here's the yab to set up the overhand right. The overhand right is coming. I hope everyone knows that. But take this but poke they, to the eye with this thumb, though. Yeah, pow. There you go. Hold on. Chop it on there. Hold that. <laughs> hold on to this till I get back. Oh but, um, man, yeah, Bizarro World in the summer is gonna be a big time thing. I said this like in jest, but like, is Adam Copeland kind of looking at his decision? Like, maybe I should have just stayed put. They haven't been out of out, out, out to Canada for one of these. Was it us? They didn't do a SummerSlam in Toronto, did they? You know, they were they were doing like the, like they did five. Was it five years in um in Brooklyn, and then they did what three years in LA for SummerSlam. They never did a run like that for Kennedy, did they? I if if they didn't do it like right after Hollywood, yeah, I don't think so. Like it, that's a Googleable thing. Yeah, so I mean, so that that was that was oh, <laughs> Tro trolling personified was the day one return of a W of a former WWE champion. I I give you the bigger uh. The uh, the bigger troll, the fact that an episode of Raw had a subtitle. WWE Raw Day One. Raw and hasn't had a subtitle since since the last hour of Raw in the nineties, prior to Desert Storm. So you know how <laughs> Kanos has you know everything has a theme. There's winter's in. There's yep. well winter's coming. There's um. Just you know, fighter fest like all, bash all at, these well, that, that, that bash at the beach. What was what was that one? Uh, beach break. That's the that's the one. Yeah, that it, one didn't last very long. It's still no because they, they did one in Cleveland. Where the where where's the last beach you saw in Cleveland? That there is one. It's on Lake Erie. It's not worth going to. But I I digress. Zell me mine. I don't know what you're... Zell, just zell me mine. Whatever you're going to do with the rest, do it. But just zell me mine. 
<laughs> um, now you made uh, Fight for the Fallen. So like every show has a subtitle. Yeah. yeah. So the trolling is making you know they took the day one pay per view and just made it an episode of Raw. So maybe there's a shift towards not so many gimmicky pay per views and we're just gonna make some of these television events matter more by giving you better content when it has a subtitle because you know what the the subtitle for the first episode of smackdown is this is new year's revolution you are correct look at me (laughs) give yourself a bell look at me yes no google's involved there no Google's involved. No, no pre, no preset spending. None of that. And then, and, so, and of course, now this one NXT. I, this goes without saying because we used to watch this when it actually meant something. But New Year's Evil had to be NXT this past week. I will bet a leg on that one. See, since they start using that name, I can't remember myself actually watching the NXT product. But it it's useful. I I did say, and I, I promised on the show that I was going to start at least paying more attention. It's hard, just, bro. It's it, hard. It's 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 hard. I um I, I gotta start with reading reviews. Like I that's what I have to get back to. I gotta start going back to the the places that I used to frequent to read the recap to make it seem to make make a decision on whether or not this was worth watching. Cause there's not enough time for me to just kick around and just sit there watching it, hoping something good happens. It's too much other stuff for me to do way too much but you know so trips is in full troll mode is all i'm saying yep rock comes out um challenges for head of the table a tongue-in-cheek we'll see what that looks like um i'll believe it when i see it because right now no you're you're good um I believe it when I see it, because right now we're back in the exact same boat we could have been in in 2015, the exact same boat we would have been in uh, 2018, but we we haven't seen anything that says this is what's going to happen. So until it becomes what's going to happen, all this is is just something to keep people talking. And, it's true. And your tribal chief is still going to be the uh, reigning and defending WWE Grand Champion and Roman Reigns. That said, if you think he's going to lose anytime soon, including at WrestleMania, you may want to prepare hand with powder to slap self. Okay. Cool detour. So, when The Rock showed up on Monday Night Raw as the... (laughs) the former world champion. Shout out to Jinder Mahal, who has broken the internet, but his segment is doing numbers. I, I think last time I checked, it was over 5 million views on YouTube. Like he, They gave Jinder him was, what we said would save Ali that Ali is actually doing in the independence now. I just don't know if they're going to let him keep doing it. If they let him keep doing it, we got action. He's got to be a very brave soul to keep doing the way because he is a heat Same. magnet. He's also Paul's a physical specimen, so I think he can handle himself just fine. Um, pause again, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, the new the new America Ali that we've been hoping for. Mahal can do it. 
I think it's still better for Ali because Ali is a smaller human being. So if you surrounded him with people that you had to go through that are larger than him, it just, it takes the scumbag politician aspect of it and enhances it because Ali is, is of smaller stature. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're not going to find people bigger than Jinder Mahal to put in front of a person trying to get to Jinder Mahal. It would have been dope if they did this and let Jinder Mahal be his uh, his his a uh, uh, special security director of security. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and then and then quite honestly, I wouldn't have put the returning authors of Pain with uh Karen absolutely Cross, I not i would i would have had them as the secret <laughs> as <laughs> Ali's secret service <laughs> with with suits and earpieces that and that's black something, there, there's something a lot of people miss too i mean if you're if you're a diehard fan sure you know this by now but yes aop it will be coming back with carrying cross as per the last few vignettes that uh carrying cross has done shout out to paul ellering precious paul in the wall precious. street journal Precious Paul, yeah. <laughs> they, they they still print those. He reading the racing form. Yeah, I, I, I get <laughs> man. You you know that man used to race uh, uh, sled dogs. I did not. Yeah, yeah, he was in the Iditarod for years. Look it up, man. It's, it, Paul Ellering was in the he when he left wrestling. He went to go race sled dogs in the Iditarod for years. I feel like what we're gonna have to start doing just as a service to to pencil pushers and pro wrestling fans alike. We should start finding people that we care for that have a have a background that is, you know, at least above reproach. And just just educate people on their history. <laughs> it's not quite a goat talk, but it's like like an know, Apollo I, moment. So, yes, yeah, very much like an Apollo legend moment. We, <laughs> we need our own Apollo legends segment here on the show. I feel like that's going to be some useful information. Yes. I'm totally with that. Uh, let's see here. We we talked about uh, AOP, Rocky's back. Um, I feel like I'm missing one piece of something to WWE, but not really. Oh, that's what that's what I before we segued off on the Jinder Mahal's rise to power. It was um, <laughs> so this whole thing with the Rock and and Roman's title reign. And something was brought up that I had not really been thinking about, but also makes a lot of sense. Raw still doesn't have a TV deal. Mm. They're still searching for it. So the reasoning I was given in the in the, the literature I read was until they find a home, they probably won't switch the main titles off of Roman because Roman is a selling point. So they're they're able to even if it's in this even if it's disingenuously, they're able to sell the idea that Roman Reigns could end up being the face of Raw, and for that reason, it's probably a good idea for you to give us this money. Well, he's Versus, already pro- he's already proven what happens when he's the face of SmackDown. Bingo. Versus, let's take the title off Roman for the sake of you know placating the 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 vocal minority that doesn't want Roman as champion put it on Cody who technically and this made sense is an unproven commodity as the face of 
a show slash promotion the level of WWE without a title. No, even with him as champion, because look, whoever beats Roman is the guy. That's why you have to get this right. You but only have one go, shot. When is it going to happen? Like, so you you told me the earmark. Wait, so wait, wait. You, so hold, hold, what you got? So further, what was pitched was you'd get Orton at, at Royal Rumble. The match with Rock happens in Perth at Elimination Elimination Chamber. Chamber. Wow. Then, that's big money. See? That's big or, money. You see what I'm saying? And then I kind of feel like that was the thing. But um, if you do rock in Perth, then you only have any, the only person you probably have to put into WrestleMania would be Cody, and that would be a self-defeating situation. <laughs> oh boy, would it ever. Because <laughs> if you beat Cody two years in a row at WrestleMania, I don't know if you can cook up anything hot good enough to get him back where he need to be so this is the conundrum you have all these chefs all these cooks in the kitchen and all these ingredients and you got to figure out how to get through wrestlemania season because the idea that was pitched was roman retains at wrestlemania i think that was the reason that they put the rock into that particular situation and that that way by then the tv deal is is done and you'll get to cross over the barrier of Hogan's, well, good try Terry's record in August to where now it opens you up for either a Survivor Series or a SummerSlam title change where Cody would then be crowned. In a perfect world, I would 100% take Roman breaking good try Terry's record and then giving giving Cody his, his story ending at SummerSlam or at Survivor Series. I like both of those options. The issue is, and then this is quite absolutely a question that, that you can chime in on. If Cody's not the guy at WrestleMania, what does Cody do? Because you've already, you've seemingly lined up Seth and Punk. Like that, that, that's that's just, that's, that's dumb. That's dumb money to to take away Seth versus Punk. Number one, two, anything short of Cody winning or short any anything that involves Cody losing to Seth after his, Cody's Cody's what three and zero with Seth over the last three matches, mm-hmm. including the most gruesome cage match we'd ever seen involving an injury that happened before the match started that resulted uh-huh. in a win by the injured competitor. I'm glad you put all those caveats on there because that was another one of those instant sensationalization. Yeah. That that was another one of those. But yes, I'm glad you put the caveats on there to, to get out of that parking spot. Yeah. Uh, I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot to go into it. But like, yeah, like, you, you know, you're not going to have a cage match with like, Someone that walks in there bleeding. Like, that's like, that's 80s Bill Watts booking. You get somebody bleeding, throw them in a cage, whoop them in five minutes and call them a champion. Like this was, this match was just for grudge match implications to put a bow on something, but you couldn't do that. We could have a man with his pectoral torn, torn off of, of, of the bone. So why would I put him in a, in a match against Seth again 
and then expect him to lose just so Seth can retain at the at the granddaddy of them all, the 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 the, the greatest show on earth. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Cody in any form of a title match unless it's against Roman or any form of a singles title match. Just I, I'm wouldn't I'm not gonna do it because like okay my my first thought of what he might do if it wasn't him and Roman in the main event. I immediately tap Walter on the shoulder because I mm. think that match would be would be legendary against Cody. If it's, yes, Absolutely. but if it's if it's for the Intercontinental Championship and Cody doesn't win, because it could, it could be argued that Cody was the one that breathed life back into the IC title belt when he brought back the white strap. He doesn't need to win any championship that isn't on that, Roman. That isn't the big one, correct? And it has to That's be it. on Roman. Now the tag team titles, that was a cool little side mission. A side mission is Intercontinental Champion? No, because this whole finish the story has been the plot point. That's the narrative. Finishing the story has nothing to do with Intercontinental Champion. And it doesn't done that have to be at Mania. It doesn't. It doesn't. Here's the qu- the question I'm asking is if since it doesn't have to be done at Mania, what is Cody going to be doing? Cuz he can't sit this show out. You've already played the Brock Lesnar card. You have Punk and Seth Rollins on a collision course. What is available for him to do that puts him in a marquee marquee position, allows him to go over and not lose anything by not being in the main event? That's that's the question I'm asking. The one thing that most people aren't thinking about. That's Cody right there. Call he want to know too. <laughs> the one thing most people are thinking about is the possibility of a multi-man title match. And I'm not talking about for Roman. Roman deserves a one-on-one. You may frown at this, and that's fine. But you gotta save, you gotta save Cody, right? You gotta get your return on investment with Punk, right? I don't think that's saving him though. Name another match, not name Walter that you can get Cody in and save his his spot at the top of the card that uh, that's not uh, Seth and Punk and Cody in the three-way. Now, I I, I know what you're going to say. I, the, I got one. There's, nah, this one's left field. There's it's, more it's, money in Seth versus Punk because of the history. We don't need to see Seth versus Cody for the reasons I already said. Cody and uh, Punk, very easy, big money match down the line. But it doesn't need to happen this year at Mania. What you got? I'll, I'll, I won't say disagree because it doesn't have to happen. All I'm saying is, okay, Seth versus Punk in the same vein doesn't have to happen at Mania. The only oh, thing I, that makes it happen. So yeah, I'm more a proponent of Punk versus Cody than I am Punk versus Seth. I think Punk versus Seth, even though it's going to be it's going to be good. This is manufactured. This is this is more. This only, is more. I, this is more of that. This is more of that Kung Fu Panda stuff. Like we're going to make Seth Rollins the guy. I versus, took, I got the you. more organic storyline. I got it. I got it. Walter versus Seth, title for title. Walter, I would take it. Walter unifies, drops the icy belt, never loses it. Punk versus Cody. 
That's how you solve that problem. I'll take that. Here, here was my other curveball, and you would have hated this. Cody versus Damian Priest for Money in the Bank. Yeah, I would have hated that. The, 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 the put up, to put Money in the Bank on the line in a match, I will always hate. Simply because of what happened to Otis. And it wasn't even in the match. You, well, then you can't include that. That's something completely different. That's from the Vince McMahon school of thought. You lose, a, you lose something Luke? that you earned to get you to the next level, without getting the opportunity to get moved to the next level. That I mean, is worse. Seen, we, that's worse than losing we, the match for cashing it in. We we've seen people like okay, they used to put uh, the number one contender spot on the line all the time for people who had lost after they win the Royal Rumble. Shawn Michaels did it with Owen Hart. But like after the whole collapsing concussion storyline, it was like, I'm going to put my number one contendership on the line just so I can get at this person. Judgment Day and Cody have had a blood feud that's gone on for all over the past year, even with uh, the Brock Lesnar side mission. So if Cody is in a position where it's like, look, me and you've been beefing for quite some time. We done, you know, trade a title, tag title wins back and forth. And you want Damian Priest in a in a prominent position. And we're under the impression that at some point, Damian Priest is probably leaving Judgment Day. It's probably going to be the day after Mania. So why not let that be because he lost money in the bank? You think it'd be because of Finn? So, so now we, we see we're going, we're going, we, we're, but we're you building. See, you see what I'm saying? We're building now? the whole so, next year with the story right here. We're building, we're, we're building Mania 41. <laughs> coming out of 40 exactly you see what I'm saying here now if Finn tries to get involved and ends up being the reason that Damien loses money in the bank now you have the split we're talking about the Judgment Day story Cody is just a cog in their wheel but that keeps Cody at bay to where now you don't have to have him as the main event of Wrestlemania anymore we gotta make it's sure just, we, we gotta make sure we, we mark this and revisit this Quite a few times over the next six to eight weeks, especially with Rumble coming up in four. Well, down by the time you hear it's three, so. Um, so, so there's that. There's another. Plus, go ahead. You're on. You're on a. You're on a time clock with Damian Priest cash, cashing in anyway. You got to do something by July, no matter what. Was it July? I thought when it was money in the bank of Canada. No. Oh no 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 no. It has to be. It's, it's, it's a year from the date that he won it, not from the next Money in the Bank pay per view. Look. You you splitting hairs about something that you know WWE is not gonna stick to. They not gonna let him keep that that because he's already gonna be. I think Edge is the one that held up the longest anyway. He might be. There's no July first. July, damn it, July. Because and we had this conversation on episode two twenty two. Yeah, like so. Yes, you are gonna have to use this by the before or by the next Money in the Bank pay per view, which they're both in July. One was July first. What's the one? In Canada, gonna be this year. I, I didn't. Uh, uh, you sent me that, and I haven't even bothered to look at the dates. I just happened to see it was a weekend in Canada. I think it's it's, it's first weekend in July, but I think it's like um. What well, it's, it's leap year, so it's like the yeah. Uh, blah 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 blah. Hold on one second here. Twenty twenty four. July six. See, same same same. So you're on a time clock with Damian Priest. So either you're gonna pull the trigger. So that he is, he's cashing in on Seth at some point and you have to do something. So here's an, here's an alternative option. What if, what if, <laughs> what if he actually is able to 
like announced his cash in at the Money in the Bank pay per view, and then he also wins the Money in the Bank briefcase again. So now he's the first two time back to back Money in the Bank winner, <laughs> and he got a belt because <laughs> he's going to win a belt. He's he he wouldn't be the first back to back winner, but. Back That's, well, if you if he wins it on this, basically he'll have the longest consecutive money in the bank. If he wins money in the bank this now, year, yes, that that's like a, there's that's so a, many there's so many layers to that that's a, onion. That's a quirky. That's a super quirky. <laughs> that's a super quirky first, but yes, it, it yeah. would be the first of its kind. Yeah, but um, yeah, Cody in that position, who who is available outside of the walls of what's currently WWE that could possibly be a situation for Cody. Like who are we not who are we not thinking about? Okada. Niche. I agree. Niche. I agree very, totally. Very, but, very, very niche. But if it, he, it, it's a it's an internet breaker. Okay. I okay. Okada debuts the same way Cody debuted. As a surprise. Huh. Cody just has a mystery opponent. As a surprise, right? Okay, I I I like that. But there's no way Okada loses. I mean, Okada wins. Like he can't win this match if he's not going to sign. I mean, he wouldn't be there if he didn't sign. We're not doing one-offs at WrestleMania. Like that, that ain't the move. But if we, any, but if anybody could in this era of Unk. It would be Kaz Okada. Nothing involved with Stanford trips or TKO is about giving more than you receive. Nothing. So if Okada was going to be at WrestleMania, he is under a TKO holdings contract. Not, I'm going to pay you a lot for this one time to come job. Put put on your seatbelt. We can we we got we got way more time for this later than we do today. Uh, put on your seatbelt. Let's, let's speed down this highway real quick. Skirt. Patrick Clark made an apology last week. Stand up situation. Is it though? Is three years too late? Uh, 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 is, is three years too late to acknowledge your mistakes and to make and to try to atone for your wrongdoing? Better late than never. I agree. Do you think this? And, too, and uh, you, also, you, that hits me is like it's it's an accountability thing. If he's going through any sort of a twelve step program or dealing with any sort of rehabilitation program, atoning for your past ills that maybe you didn't even think were ills, that's kind of part of the process. The rehabilitation is definitely part of this, but is it self uh, self monitored rehabilitation or is it like uh, institutional rehabilitation? I think. That's part from the way he came across. I feel like this was this was an after effect of an institutional rehabilitation. I don't know about that more so than I think it was a coming of age story of, of self accountability. Two where, things can be true. I, I agree, and it's like, how hard did you have to fall to get to a point to where you don't care what you say and how you say it? Because that's a that apology. They don't don't stand up apology. Very brave to do it in that manner and to do so with a straight face. Very brave. 
I will never, I hope to never put myself in a position to where I need to apologize publicly like that, especially in this environment where we are societal wise. Right. No one ever wants to have to go through what he went through to get to that point. Now, 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 (laughs) because we are fans of his work, not fans of what he did. And we can appreciate this apology that takes us back to AEW. And you see the look on my face. Oh, and I guess we gotta we gotta let as a disclaimer for people who might think we putting on a cape for TVD. I don't know what his legal situation turned out to be. Uh, I was under the impression that those charges were dropped for lack of evidence. I don't know that to be specific. So, if, if he did if he did any of it, file him away. He did something. Because he apologized for his behavior. He was specific in his wording. And what have we always said? But but is his behavior getting caught with blow? Or is his behavior is he talking about the behavior that got him canned and canned? He's because there's a there's different levels and layers of behavior. To me, it's everything. It encompasses everything. If you atone for one in a blanket statement, you atone for all in the blanket statement. That's a huge yes. Yes, that's a huge assumption. It 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 is very much that, so. It is. Yeah, that yeah. That's that's the murky water I refuse to get into because like that's that's a huge assumption to think that he's taking he's he's taking accountability for something that he said he didn't do and then was proven to not have done. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot. So okay, so if, the, if Patrick Clark or the Velveteen Dream would like to come, you know, on the show and we'll we'll. We'll iron all this out in front of everybody. We could have both. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, look, you can, yeah, two part special. <laughs> but when I looked at it, I was like, okay, if if this is part of a rehabilitation and this apology is one of those things you do as part of your steps, I feel like that might, he might be apologizing for the whole, I was almost back in the door, but then I got caught arrested with blow sky high i messed it up because i was on my way back i had climbed one mountain was about to meet the peak of the other one and i slid down that's how i took face first face first you went face first through the snow literally that's how i took it so that i would like clarity but continue drive chris jericho Didn't even want to say the name. <laughs> now, before we go any further, mm. I've said it for this going. This is going on our seventh year. The fundamental difference between the truth and a lie in a corporate environment is a lawsuit. Thank you, thank you. I just had to. I just had to share that quote with with uh, the misses and a few other people over the course of the week. You know, post Cat Williams fallout. Oh. <laughs> I heard me in for first 30 seconds. If I didn't hear me, no one ever heard that statement come out of my mouth. And understand me, then those two hours and 46 minutes, I heard me say that a lot. And you know what ain't going to happen following this uh, Uncle Shay Shay interview? A lawsuit. Any lawsuit whatsoever. I No matter how much money has been circulated in Hollywood, I guarantee you. No one that he mentioned will sue him for defamation or for a for libel or slander. 
because eventually things have to come to discovery when you go through the legal procedures like that. He so, may he may end up, and I hope it doesn't happen this way. He may end up end up bloodied or bludgeoned. He may end up missing for a little bit, but he will doubtful. he will doubt highly doubtful. He will doubtful. not end up in a courtroom. No. Mark my words. No. <clears throat> Names, numbers, and firsthand accounts hit different. When you see the visuals matched up against the words, that hits different. And you know the 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 inter- the internet is all running its own private investigation firm. So they started <laughs> they started every- trying to to vet some of this stuff. And the the one specific part, the about the Cedric the Entertainer uh, stealing of a joke. Oh, that's they already they refutable. already went and found the commercial. Irrefutable, yeah. That's it's easy. That's that's light work. That's, and I'm like, okay, everybody got all these slick mouth responses, but did he lie? And I haven't seen a lie yet. The the, the they all had the same woman joke. That's relative. Until not even, yeah, not even I'm sorry, not, and that wasn't a joke. That was, some of that stuff is comedy like I ain't gonna lie some of this stuff felt like it was comedy like this is just a tidbit I'll put in there but also if you see the pattern then you'll recognize what's going on type thing the biggest leave on the table was the 3,000 books leave, don't worry about that that's that's filler inside of a turkey oh, we talking about we talk, scripts a year nah I'm talking about the, how many books he read before uh, in, in elementary school oh 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 I mean how, I read some ten-page books before. Right. I mean, I'm in elementary school. I'm supposed to. When, when when you and he 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 does this in a certain way. Like when you start to hear the nuances of how he was brought up and the environment. Now that's very possible because it might have been a situation where you didn't watch television and your only entertainment was that books. That part. That because part. we all we all have had friends or have known people that come from that particular type of background where the world doesn't exist included in that house does not exist in that house the only conversation the only way that you know about what's happening on tv is through conversations around your friends and you're listening to learn what happened you 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 watch this as an adult but you this in real time you you, it's not happening I, i know people like that in real life that are are younger than me so it's true it it can happen De- depending depending yes. on the economics of the household, it was me from time to time. I'm wasn't wasn't broke, but folks knew how to save money, and they cut every corner they could whenever it was time to save money. Right, something so fell by the wayside. Entertainment's at the top of the list. Sorry, so you so you can get a stack of twenty books, or you can get a Nintendo. I okay, mean, take these books and get get to work. It, I didn't it, have an accurate count of how many books I read, but I know the Bernstein Bears came through my crib in droves. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Yellowstone Park in my crib. Boy. Like, what you mean? It's bears everywhere. What uh what we are talking about with uh Mr. Irvine though. And I'm calling him Mr. Irvine because that's what's gonna end up happening. That yeah. NDAs from uh, World's NDA. Here's what I don't understand. All right. The person who cuts your check knew about this and hid it. And when it came back to him, 
his idea of being aware doesn't exist. But you do know you have talent that was happy that's no longer happy to have exited or asked for the exit. And now they signed NDA so they can't talk about these things. And then you get asked about it again years later and you don't have the decency to even take off eyeglasses. I have my own personal reasons as to why I think he left those glasses on, especially considering the, the garb and the, and, and the environment. I digress. I didn't, the, I didn't watch the press room, so I have no idea how Fam. he ended up with the hat or glasses Fam. on. Listen, I think he walked in with them. There's no way he nah. added those. Because <laughs> there's other parts of it where he doesn't have that on because there's like there's no nobody's that tone deaf. If I oh, obviously so, because if I'm if I'm being addressed to answer a question of, of such a serious nature, even if I have to dance around it, which is another red flag, I'm dancing around the issue. Why would I not take it as serious as the question being asked? Why am I doing this in character? I'm the I am the the owner, the president, the founder of the hair club for men. Yes, all this and a, and a client. Um, that's something Tony Khan as a wrestler would have done. There's no reason Tony Khan as an executive needed needed to do that. So let's back up. Okay, no, he when he showed up, he didn't have it on. So somebody put it on him during the the press room. I just started it. Joe is the first out. Tony is normal, you know, just rolled out of bed self with a cup of coffee. He's, he's regular face. Are the eyes bucked? Of course they are. And you mm-hmm. know what that is. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's, that's his. Uh... Okay. So Tony Storm put the hat on him. And the glasses. So that's the second interview during the press room is Tony Storm. Tony Storm puts the hat and the glasses on him. Okay. okay now I see it. Because if he had come to the press room with that by his own choosing. That's degenerate behavior. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it's it's dark side of the ring material. <laughs> yeah. Her, like, this is, her, this I've, is I've, your I've, Herb Abrams moment. I've already said best. he's Herb Abrams 2024. But like uh, I'm not, this, you know. <laughs> This is your Vaseline and cocaine moment. All <laughs> minus the swangalang, but uh, woo. <laughs> woo energy, <laughs> woo energy. Woo. Uh, uh, where do we? Oh, where, do, where do we go from here? Like he, he's he's the quickest to talk about everything that happens around him, but he's not. He's, he's always the last person to, to address what happens because of him. Tony Khan's um, not Tony. No, I'm talking about Mr. Irvine at this point. Okay, with, with with Mr. Irvine, we've already said this on numerous occasions. He can't help himself. He has to put his he has to put his two cents in on everything, regardless of what the total bill is. His two cents are going in, and it's it's until now it's kept him relevant and annoying. Because it's like, bruh, you don't have to be involved in everything. You don't have to put your name everything. Like, you find a way to inject your presence into absolutely everything, whether it concerns you or not. Now, that has backfired on you immensely. All because you decided to argue with a man at four in the morning on Christmas. You shouldn't even be awake. You should be asleep. 
you should be in a, a, a restful slumber, energizing, getting ready for a holiday and a day off. Put, I tell you what we told on told a holiday. Put, put the phone away. You arguing with Stephen P. New and Brian Last and Jim Cornette at four, five, six o'clock in the morning on Christmas. For what? All to say that you have a firsthand account of what happened at Brawl Out and you didn't sign an NDA when <laughs> when all three people that you're arguing with all have or have seen the AEW employee handbook and know that there's an NDA attached. Another of which who had a separate meeting with Tony Khan before AEW launched and has an NDA based on that. Just, and, and then talk just, and then talk first talking about how, about how the, there there oh there's a lack of a handbook. Why is it mysteriously materialized? Because every corporation has a handbook, a code of conduct. Code of conduct. They need something for accountability purposes in the event that something goes awry and jeopardizes the mansion that is the corporate entity and or structure, you idiot, you. Because if you don't have that handbook, it's the wild, wild west. It's the wild, wild west. And at no point is Shad Khan going to allow you to be able to target his money if you have a problem with his son. Sexual harassment becomes a Monday without a code of conduct. But uh, just he would have been okay because there's an NDA in place for that particular situation. And we we've come to understand that potentially there are more situations from other people who have just not come forward yet. But for that particular situation. Legally speaking, not morally, legally speaking, there's an NDA in place, which means there's nothing else to discuss. Uh, uh, nothing other than the idea that it happened, which none of the actual participants can argue about. So if if good old Mr. Irvine was to have done what Patrick Clark did and just said, I, I apologize for the fact that my name has been drug into you can be as vague as you want to, but just give a public apology. Had he done that the day before World's End, we have nothing to talk about. Nothing. But now you've left this speculation out here, so now everybody's like, uh, I wonder, I wonder, is he really... You've left it up to public opinion and people aren't smart enough. According to according to Kanos, he left it up to, to the disciplinary committee. And if it was anybody else in accordance to that, they wouldn't have been at the pay-per-view. Hey, peep this. Is is uh, is Brian Danielson going to find Mr. Irvine for conduct detrimental on on social media? He should. He 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 should. He has. Ortiz got <laughs> say Santana got got fined, and all he said is, "I've been off TV six weeks," and he got fined. So arguing and then, about and then, it, and then you want to joke about Rocky Romero uh, getting fined for wearing a uh, wearing an eye patch and not having an injury. So okay, let me it, let me hear about this fine, because you're discussing house business. You're giving kitchen recipes away on the internet. The eleven herbs and spices we only know. We're only supposed to know salt and pepper. We're not the supposed, eleven herbs and spices. We're not supposed to know paprika. We're not supposed to know uh, onion powder. Like we ain't supposed to know everything. White pepper, sage. We're not supposed to know any of that. Oregano. We're not supposed to know that. Garlic powder. We're not supposed to know any of this. <laughs> 
Salt and pepper, because it's obvious. That's all we're supposed to know. Pink Himalayan salt, though. Nah, stop it. <laughs> you see? You see? Like, we're not supposed to know this. That is a finable offense if there is one. And if he doesn't get fined for what he did on Christmas, no one should ever be fined for anything they say on social media ever again. They didn't just leave the bedroom door unlocked. They pulled the covers back. And left alleged women there naked. Say, bro. To take pictures. House of Cards. Literally and figuratively. Uh, For those of you who watch the Netflix show, yeah, there it is. There's that. Uh, we have a get well soon. Do we? Kota Ibushi. More people playing with Kanos' money. Word came out that at a recent match in Japan that he broke his ankle and wrestled for 35 minutes on it. And by the time the match was over, he had injuries to both ankles. Peace and blessings and a healthy recovery. But come on, man. You the the word you know. Don't Swab, I don't think Swab, you, you could probably you could probably pinpoint the worst show that you've ever done and what happened to cause it that to be that yep I already have it in my mind what would cause you to want to continue down that downward spiral to the point of damage to your career you gotta know when to get off stage like just 35 I mean, minutes of a broken bone on a on something that you stand on this ain't a pinky like at least 50% of your of your total body weight is reliant upon one leg I'm not gonna lie to you I, I, if I'm Conos I would have tried to find a way to avoid the contract right then and what did you do to cause this I haven't seen the match so I don't know because if you came into it with one, well, no, no. From from what I understood, there was a there was a moonsault during the match where, and I guess it's early, and something happened with that, and that's where the the injury occurred. But just, it's not smart. It's not smart. Mm. This is not smart behavior. This is not. I, I I do wish him well. I I do I do wish him a speedy recovery. But you. Yeah, get well, but you know it feels like you know we're we're both parents. When your child does something that you knew was stupid beforehand, and they do, but they hurt themselves, and you're like, you're not. You wanna you wanna care for them in the moment, but at the same time, it's like you really want to ask, "WTF are you doing?" I told you don't climb that fence and get on top of that roof. Why did you jump off that roof? Did you did you think that you were going to land on your feet and then not get hurt? Right. It's it's you have to be nurturing in the moment because that's your that's your little person who is who is hurt. But at the same time, this is something I you you had a um a not so bright moment that got you here. But yes, <sighs> ah, Kano's can't catch a break. That that's the sad part about all of this is that Kano's cannot catch a break, whether it's from from 
wrestlers being injured in his company or whether they go wrestling abroad and get injured you got you got veterans and, and potentially one of the biggest names that you still have under contract out here just you know acting in a way that is unbecoming of company conduct and ironically it's the same thing you were trying to high cap on the other guys about with a guy who also doesn't work there anymore there were some allegations that came out about this time in Dallas too, but I won't talk about that. Who's time in Dallas? You know who I'm talking about. They yeah. were they were they were just there. In fact, you were you were there. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. We can we can reconvene. And get back on a normal schedule because it's a new year, new us, or same us. We ain't no new year, new you. No, new year, same us. We can reconvene and bring back. Uh, we can we can start the next episode off with what I wanted to end this one with. But uh-huh. uh, nah, we good. It was fine. Uh, that it gives us a good stopping point. Uh, but before we go, not leaving on on no on no degenerate note. Right. Shouts out to my man Jake. Shouts out to my man Kelvin. North Carolina pencil pushes all the way. New members of the gang. Hey, welcome to the gang. Um, it's all about the gang and how you, you rip it. If you want to go back and archive and see how we've been getting down these last six plus years, you're more it's than welcome there. to. There's plenty of us there. <laughs> it's all. It's all there. The cast of characters, the dope interviews, all that. It, it's all there. Um, you and I have to discuss travel plans, sir. We do. Um, at the, we really at, do. At the bare minimum, uh, more important than mania to me is the fact that we have the the legendary Sting's last match 70 miles from my current location. Uh, any pencil pusher is going to be in Greensboro for Revolution, for AEW Revolution this year? Show at BrokenPencilBC.com, BrokenPencilBC at gmail.com. At Broken Pistol BC on all things social. So that's at Broken Pistol BC on what? Everything. 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 Urban Advocate. I'm hoping to see him here for uh for AEW Revolution. I have to, I have to hit him up and see see what we can make happen. So. The show is TUA approved. So if this trip ain't TUA approved, it's a Look, damn I'll, lie. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll begin the formal powwow and see exactly uh, what can be maneuvered. I, I don't know what his schedule looks like for that that particular time of the year. But Ron yeah. Murray. Oh, you talking about a full gang? Okay, now you talking about something serious then. I mean, like yeah. he price just yeah. went up. I mean, first of all, that's the first, that. There you go, Ron. Your, your price did, did right. go up actual factuals there are there there's travel that may be in the schedule for ron this uh this coming season uh because of the united football league uh because of aew because of wrestlemania and all of these are within the the same time frame so i would anticipate that uh service broadcasting and I'm putting it out there, would free up a travel budget for one of our own. <laughs> because why the hell not? 
<laughs> so we we shall we shall see how that works out. Um, Petty Messiah has been on notice. Tony Snow, I'm looking for him to actually get booked out here this year. That would be amazing. Um, and that's a, that's actually a little foreshadowing for what we're gonna talk about in the next episode. So I think I'm good here. You got anything else, Wav? Um, nothing off the top of my head. And it sounds like I must start looking at Airbnbs for uh for Revolution. Um, maybe, maybe, possibly. If, we'll if, see. It depend depends on how much of the gang comes because uh, pause. Stop that. Uh, <laughs> You're a child. I just made I just made that drive last night. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. You'll understand when you see the when you see the layout of the, of the state. It's uh, pretty pretty well connected, and I, and I say that very punnily. So, without anything else, do me a favor, Suave. Yeah. For the first show in 2024 for four, take us to the house. Would you like fries with that? I told you. Always. What sort of dipping sauce for your nuggets? Sir? Today is honey mustard. All right. Pencil pushers. Like, rate, subscribe, share, tell a friend. Tell that friend to tell a friend, and then tell, tell that, that friend, friend again. again. Heads up. Acknowledgement. Pencils down. <laughs> right on, Jack. <laughs>